Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Welcome to Morning Shot. It's Imad and Ryan with you. Back in 2021, a workday turned fatal for two NEA officers working at the Twas incineration plant where an explosion took place after a control room at the incineration plant was unable to remotely switch off an industrial fan. Two of its employees have since been charged under the Workplace Safety and Health Act in connection with the localized explosion. In this week's Parliament session, Minister for Sustainability and the Environment, Grace Fu, announced new measures that the NEA has put in place to strengthen its workplace safety practices and culture following that incident. To help us better understand the challenges behind ensuring workplace safety, we're joined by Edmund Ng, Director at the International Safety Resource Centre. Good morning, Edmund. How are you doing today? Good morning, Ryan. I'm good. Glad to have you on. So let's get started first with getting help to understand what's going on here. So when you talk about the risk involved when it comes to working with what's called high-voltage switchgear racking, what is the level of risk you're talking about here? Now, when it comes to any electrical work, we first have to recognize that it does carry a certain level of risk that requires careful planning and management. So any failure in electrical safety, regardless of what voltage, can have catastrophic consequences. It can range from severe injuries, fatalities, to very extensive damage to equipment and property. So when it comes to high-voltage switchgear racking works, these are very highly specialized work that requires expertise and uh, specialized qualification. As uh, these actually have uh, a lot of uh, inherent risks that must be carefully managed. Uh, So for today, I will highlight two key potential risks. Uh, Firstly, such work poses a significant risk of an electric shock. Now, any contact with uh, any of the life parts uh, due to probably poor insulation from power source, improper application of tests and uh, failure to comply with the procedures, this could again result in very severe injuries and fatalities. Uh, Second, it is the potential of an up flash and blast event. Uh, During this event, it releases intense amount of heat, light and pressure. And uh, these are usually caused by improper execution of wrecking procedure, failure to de-energize the circuit, ensuring proper equipment isolation, or simply just having, you know, some foreign object that was left inside during the maintenance work. And this will lead to fire and explosion, which uh, poses a significant risk to personnel and property there. All right, Edmund, uh, obviously we want to learn from uh, mistakes of the past. So in a bid to prevent an incident of this nature from occurring again, aside from the couple of things you mentioned, what are other key safeguards that are non-negotiable that are put in place when it comes to conducting such works? Now, for these uh, switch gears enclosures for high attention or transmission, they are usually equipped with an inbuilt fail-safe system. So these uh, safety features and mechanisms, uh, when they are all integrated into the switch gear enclosure, actually does help uh, minimize the risk of failures, malfunctions, or any accident. Examples of such systems are those uh, up-flash sensors, uh, overcurrent protection, temperature monitoring, emergency stop systems, interlocking mechanisms. Such uh, systems uh, actually overall contribute to the safety and reliability of the switchgear systems. Now, it is also important that we actually establish a very clear and documented procedures on how to carry out the task, uh, especially the protocols to de-energize the circuit and uh, the proper sequence of working steps. 
Now, one of the common tools in the risk assessment uh, that's been used by many industries is this tool called the failure mode and effect analysis, uh, which we commonly call it FMEA. So this tool is used to analyze possible failure mode, uh, what is their cause and effect, and it helps us to determine the severity, likelihood, and detectability of each failure mode. Uh, another key safeguard is this uh, procedure called the lockout takeout. In short, we call it LOTO, uh, where it is to ensure that the equipment is properly de-energized and uh, properly uh, isolated before initiating the wrecking works. So this procedure involves the use of locks and tags, that's how the name came about, to secure the energy isolating devices. So in this procedure, each employee will be given a unique lock and tag and it can only be removed by the individual, the person who applied it. And therefore, it is, this procedure is actually very critical to prevent accidents and injuries related to unexpected equipment startup during maintenance work. Yeah, Edmund, if we zoom it into waste management facilities, after that incident, we have new enhanced measures to help make it a safer environment. What else do you think is a potential danger in such a workplace setting? How should these risks be managed? If we look at the waste management facilities, uh, they actually handle a variety of materials. And uh, depending on the nature of waste uh, that is being managed, uh, some of which are actually potentially very uh, hazardous and uh, may have adverse effects on human health and environment. So on this note, we really have to thank our workers in the waste management facilities uh, to help us uh, maintain cleanliness and safeguard the public health and environment in Singapore. Now, the workers are exposed to hazardous chemicals, pollutants, biohazards present in the waste materials, which can lead to acute or chronic health uh, effects when they are exposed to it. Uh, Some of the decomposition of organic waste can uh, result in the release of certain gases, and some of these gases are highly flammable, uh, which could lead to, again, the potential risk of fire or explosion. Now, in Singapore, we actually have a very strict regulatory requirement to ensure the safety standards and uh, environmentally responsible waste management industries. We've seen uh, in our facilities uh, the use of technology uh, such as remote monitoring system, sensors, real-time data analysis, and this helps us to have an early detection of issues and uh, triggering uh, preventive maintenance uh, having a, a better response to emergency and thus enhancing the overall safety. Now, we also have seen a potential use of robots in uh, the waste management facilities and uh, this uh, brings the human contact away from all the hazards that I've just shared. Now, having a very well-developed operational procedure is critical first step. But actually, if you look at it, uh, the effectiveness ultimately depends on the implementation. So we really rely a lot on our managers and supervisors to play that crucial role in enforcing these uh, safety procedures. And we have to continuously review them and update them so that uh, we are assured that the procedures are well implemented on the ground. Okay, Edmund, just want to touch on that point, that last point you just made. There's often a mismatch between uh, expectations and reality when it comes to implementing safety standards. So what are some of the challenges when it comes to ensuring that works that carry a certain level of risk actually comply with the existing regulations? Uh, This uh, this type of challenges actually uh, may arise from several factors, uh, such as uh, what is the safety culture of the organization, uh, whether is there any uh, resource constraints, human behavior, and when they are faced with unforeseen circumstances. 
So to overcome these uh, challenges uh, actually uh, requires a concerted effort from everyone in the organizations. So one key challenge is the psychological factors such as complacency or overconfidence. Uh, we do time and again hear this phase, I've done this many times uh, when bypassing safety procedures. And uh, this is uh, indeed a concerning attitude. You know, it suggests a, a lack of recognition for the potential risk associated with the task and the willingness uh, to take shortcuts, which sometimes get them into trouble. So therefore, we have to constantly remind everyone that regardless of how familiar or how small the task is, uh, it should always be approached with the same level of caution. Uh, workplaces should conduct regular inspections and audits to ensure the high level of compliance to safety standards. And individuals should be held accountable for disregard for safety. And we should also recognize those with uh, positive uh, safety attitude. Uh, as you have shared earlier, uh, for that incident, you can see that under section, this comes actually under the section 13 of the Workplace Safety and Health Act, where um, employees do have a duty under the law to take responsible care of their own health and safety and those that may be affected by their actions at the workplace. So it's very clearly stated in the Act that individuals may be prosecuted if they contribute the safety and health requirements or fail to comply with their duties under the Act. So it does provide penalties, including fines and imprisonment for individuals that are found guilty of an offence. All right. So a fair bit of responsibility then to be placed on individuals working in such a role. Edmund, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. That was Edmund Ng, Director at the International Safety Resource Centre helping us better understand the challenges behind workplace safety. This is in the aftermath of an explosion at Tuas Incineration Plant back in 2021, which killed two of its officers and injured one. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.